Sports with Paddy Sweeney. Indeed it is. Paddy joins us in the studio. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Gary. Uh, It's been a big week, as I said, on and off fields of play. So we'll get into some of the issues um, with, for example, Angus Brayshaw, etc., a little bit later on. But first up, now, there's a, uh, a pre-season derby game tomorrow. Is that right? What, what are you hearing? Correct. The West Coast Eagles taking on the Fremantle Dockers. Ooh. And, um, Gary, we're sort of really starting to turn the screws in mm. terms of the season proper now. Just a couple of weeks to go. This is an unofficial practice game, which the two sides are deciding to do before they go to Adelaide the following week to play in some official games. Yeah. Um, teams to be revealed this afternoon around 2 o'clock. It's going to be 6 by or six quarters, the roughly the first four are going to be 30 minutes each. And then after that, the Eagles and Dockers can pick and choose what they see to do from there. You're going to expect pretty much everyone on the list who's fit and available to be named and to get a, a run at some stage over the weekend. Obviously, they want to get some minutes into players. You'll probably see the, the better team in the first four periods. And then from there, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think Fremantle are pretty keen to get stuck into some different opposition. So to West Coast, as opposed to doing intra-club after intra-club after intra-club. Um, and it was interesting yesterday, Gary, I was at the Dockers' season launch and um, the Fremantle Dockers are heading into their 30th season uh, in the competition. And I, it got me wondering because the Dockers' season launch, it was a very, um, I say this in a non-derogatory way, it was pretty low-key. It was pretty casual, um, you know, the acoustic guitar feel. Uh, it, was a, it was a sort of a smart casual as opposed to the business attire. And it sort of got me wondering... How would this have gone down if it was the Eagles celebrating or going into their 30th year? I reckon there would have been the Eagles players in their suits, their ties. I reckon the flags would have been there, the Premiership Cups, and they would have been parading their 30 years. I reckon there's been a concerted effort from the Dockers to maybe not make it as well known that they're going into their 30th year because they haven't yet tasted the ultimate success. So. So in other words, that to temper expectation or is that no, to say we've got a lot of work to do here, guys? I think there's work to do. Yeah. They, they know that. But I think it was more of, hey, they know internally they haven't, you haven't achieved anything in the AFLW and the AFL program. And I say that in the kindest way possible yeah, no, in get, terms of they haven't yep, achieved the ultimate yet. facts. Whereas down the road, the Eagles have. So their 30th year was a celebration as opposed to the Dockers who were saying, hey, this is where we are. However, though, the Jewel Brownlow medalist mm-hmm. and Nat Fife, who has had a sensational summer, he is back fit and he, all indications at the minute show that he's firing. He delivered this on stage, which sort of pricked a few ears and got a few people in the room thinking, okay, this is where we're at. JL said earlier in the preseason that this is a more talented group than we had when we played preliminary finals and grand finals. And I've reflected on that and I think it's accurate. We've drafted well, we've got good character and calibre, but these guys are dog hungry. Um, and as far as groups that I've played alongside, it's one of the best I've been a part of. One of the best groups I've been a part of and the most talented he's had, even including those years when they were in preliminary finals and grand final. That's a big call when you had... Matthew Pavlich, Aaron Sanderlands, David Mundy. Uh, you had Michael Johnson, Hayden Ballantyne, Stephen Hill. So that's a pretty big call from Is Nat Fife, who's call. been around. One double three eight eighty two. you Fremantle fans. There is no <laughs> doubting that they have some serious talent on that list. Uh, going into their 30th year, this was Simon Garlic. He sort of gave a bit of a... a review of what the decades had held for Fremantle, and this is the preview going into the next decade. This will be the decade that Freo fans remember the most. This is a decade where we deliver a consistent run of September football and achieve the ultimate. 
achieve the ultimate. So that's wow. what we're hoping. So Frio fans. A decade, fans, did he say? In a decade, they'll achieve the, the ultimate. This is the decade. So, Bloody hope so, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I think even the non, I think the neutral footy <laughs> fans out there would be I thinking, mean, he's left himself a fair would, bit of room there. We would like to see I that. I mean, if Ange Postacoglu had said that about Tottenham <laughs> in the next decade, I reckon we might do something. But anyway. this is the one that they're going to remember. <laughs> All right. So they had okay. made multiple prelims. They've got into the grand final. They didn't. They didn't obviously get there. But yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see how that sort of goes because obviously they're that five-year plan they put out. They pretty much need to win a, a flag, both men's and women's, in the next two years. Yeah. That was their five-year plan, yeah. uh, which is sort of coming to an end quickly. But um, mm, yeah, it'll right. be interesting. It, it'll ramp up tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing how we both the Eagles and Dockers go. Smell the season's close now. Absolutely. Let's mm. just hope that both clubs get through injury-free, Gary. That is realistically for me as a as a journal. That, that's what I want to see. Eagles have got more to lose in that way, haven't they? Really, if, if the injury lists. Uh, you, you yeah, well, you could mount a case that Dockers do as well yeah. because you know, yeah. th- they're a team that's probably expected to be around the finals mark, and if right. they suffer one or two injuries. Right. That could really hurt the expectations. Uh, now, talking about uh, the start of the season, one person that won't be there, of course, is Angus Brayshaw because of that uh, announcement in the last 48 hours that he is uh, stepping away from football, forced into retirement because of concussion issues. Pretty sad day. I mean, I, it was, someone called through yesterday and said, you know, well, he, he, he knew the risk. He'd been playing with the helmet. He knew that he was already on you know, sort of borrowed time when it came to concussion and you wouldn't want any more. But, mate, it's hard to let go of when you're at that level of football, isn't it? Absolutely. I don't think borrowed, you know, him being on borrowed time yeah. is right. I mean, he just had some concussion issues, which yeah. a lot of professional athletes in the AFL, you will find, have had head knocks and have, have suffered from concussion. Um, so he, he was basically told he had to retire from the medical yep. evidence that he got now. Let's just go back to this incident because this was September and this was directly released in Melbourne's statement yesterday about it. Um, I'll just read you quickly three quick paths from Melbourne, this release, which for mine, there's one here. Uh, Following the concussion he sustained last September, Brayshaw was in a process of completing a thorough rehabilitation, which involved ongoing neuropsychological testing. That process allowed Brayshaw to return to a controlled training program but recent testing brought that recovery program to a halt. Now, this is the par for mine, Gary. Yep. A recent highly specialised scan result revealed microscopic changes in the brain that had developed since the concussion. It was based on these results that Brayshaw has been medically retired. Now, that hit in that final was in September. We're talking less than five months ago, and there's been, albeit microscopic, there have been changes to his brain in that time. That, for mine, is the real scary part. Does it for, a, um, for a guy at 28 years of age who's fit, who is healthy, and the peak of his powers, that just shows you how much this concussion... Does it, right, does it, does it again bring up the uh, Maynard issue in terms abs- of... Absolutely what, I mean, doesn't. Does it, do, do, but is it unfair in some respect to... I, I don't to, think you to, can look to, at Brayden Maynard. retrospectively go back and say, oh, well, that's the one that's ended his career, and so therefore, you know... He wasn't punished enough or whatever. No, I, I don't think – I think Melbourne would be very careful to actually go that far because Brayshaw has got a – Angus has got a long history of concussions yeah. right throughout it. However, they're just saying simply since that incident, this was the case. I was firm at the time that I thought Maynard should have been suspended for three weeks because there wasn't a duty of care there. He had the elbow and he's knocked out a player. Now, the AFL did originally hand down the suspension. That then got thrown out. I, I, I still don't disagree with that, but that I accept that that was the change that that was made. The interesting part is, Gary, though, this year, that very incident 
will, will result in a suspension. So the, even though the AFL overturned it, it still didn't sit right with them. So that shows that, that they're trying to evolve in this situation. And maybe that wasn't the right call. Maynard goes on to win a flag. Yeah. Brayshaw's career is cut short. And I think that the hard part is, is it's the image of him lying, you know, on the MCG out to it. And then he's dangerous final, sport, isn't it? Mate? It is, and they come from three sixty degree angles. We don't see it in the NFL. Yes, they hit hard. There's not helmets as such, not pads as protection, and they come from every angle. It's it's a brutal sport, and it's never been. You see the athletes coming at speed and power. And uh, this is a little bit of Angus Brayshaw on his retirement. I swing between really upset and sad, but as time sort of passed, I more and more. Um, I keep coming back to how grateful and how lucky I am, and although I might not be easy to see people are starting to clue on that this is something that's really important and um, I think you know it's a shame that it's, 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 I've had to be a casualty of it you can hear the emotion in his voice can't you mm. and and as you said earlier it's so hard to give something up that you are passionate about yeah, yeah. and when you have got years to run on an, a lucrative contract and you're a gun player and you've been doing it for, for pretty much your whole life just one part of the jigsaw that's going on at uh, Melbourne at the moment what a big week for them Gary um Joel Smith, who obviously is facing two years under Sports Integrity Australia for returning a post-game urine sample with traces of cocaine in it. Uh, Victorian police are now uh, interested in this one as well, but he's been accused of trafficking um, as well. For mine, apparently this is coming out of the report saying that he's been sending text messages to teammates uh, around if they would like some drugs. It's probably a little bit inflammatory, that language for mine, because when I hear of someone trafficking and supplying Gary, I have a very yeah, different yeah. mindset. Pablo Escobar in mind. Absolutely, yeah. as opposed to someone who's then saying, hey, I've got a little bit of this, would you be interested? I am not, for one second, I don't want anyone out there no, thinking... Please don't. It's that no I am... Excuse me, I mean, I, and I don't know the substance or otherwise of those text message allegations, but um, I can all just say this, if they turned out to be true, that would go to the height of stupidity. Yes, well... <laughs> This is it, Gary. Who but, does that? I mean, Joel Smith, you look at it now, you find it hard to find a way he will come back into the AFL system. So his career looks as though it's over. You've got Melbourne on the verge of a season. This is on the back of, if you go to it, Clayton Oliver's off-season issues. They tried to get rid of him in the trade period last year. That, that didn't happen. Adelaide was circling. Simon Goodwin and his extracurricular activities have been questioned for some time now. He and Gary Pert actually went on SEN in Melbourne last year to Gary Lyon. Mm. And Gary Pert made the comment that this was the best culture he's seen in 40 years. Jeez. All right. Now, well, Gary Lyon didn't believe it. You got me nervous there, Paddy. I'm just going to leave that They've got some city. issues. They've got it's some 12, issues, the Demons. 12 minutes to 11. We'll come back and change subjects. We're going to talk about Bryce Cotton. Of course, you did say that he would win his fourth MVP, and he did, and much more after this. Sports with Paddy Sweeney. All right, eight minutes to 11. Paddy Sweeney's here. A couple of things on the text line. Uh, here we go. Uh, Maynard should have got four weeks. There you go. That's uh, one comment from Muzza. And then we're also being asked this about Fremantle. Well, we might have the best and most talented list right now. Uh, let's see if they can harness it and go to the promised land in relation to Fremantle. And that, that is, who was that, Gary? Uh, that is from a very astute person called Warren. Warren, that is bang on. There is no doubting that the talent on that list is top, first class. Jai Amos, Caleb Sarong, 
Andy Brayshaw, Hayden Young, Sean Darcy, Luke Jackson. It is there in spades. But what are they going to do with it? That is the question going forward. The next two, three years are going to be massive for Fremantle. Never mind a decade. Uh, now, who, who, then the, someone wants to know who's responsible for leaking the Taron Thomas ban oh. three days or so before it was announced. I mean, that's, that's just... another one as well. And and I, I do have to say um, on that one there, Taron Thomas. So he copped the 18 match ban. North Melbourne have now sacked him, sacked Barry. Him. And I, and I actually think that is a a wonderful move by North Melbourne. Good on them. Bang, because, hard, yeah, statement and that, and made. Cannot Bang. play football this year. Finished. There's yeah. every chance he will get a lifeline, Gary, because that's just the way football works. Yeah. But we'll wait he, and see. He, yeah, the but, old, he's, he's been to counselling. He's done this. He's done that, all that. Yeah, It I was know. interesting yesterday, North Melbourne, Todd Viney said there was sort of, there's it appears there's two Taron Thomases. Okay. Which is really interesting. So they're sort of, you know, giving off the impression that he's told them that, hey, I'm good. I'm good to go. I've done the right stuff. All right. There's another one. Okay. Now, uh, someone who is absolutely on form and doesn't have any of these kind of issues is a bloke called Bryce Cotton, who's won his fourth. Has he got citizenship yet? No. He's got his MVP. (laughs) Can he be a citizen of our country yet? No. Well... You'd hope so. Look, he's not going to ever play for the Boomers, essentially, is he? But look, we we spoke about it Monday, and I know you just said, "Oh, you predicted it, Gary." It was not hard to predict. No, but um, you know, credit where credits due. Yeah, look, you don't get everything right. No. Some of your tips lately have been shocking. Anyway, is that why you've just signed <laughs> so, a fifteen-year extension on your contract? So, uh, yeah. so that's well and good, but now you got to back it up with the yeah, absolutely. The, and look, this is it. So he claimed his fourth Andrew Gaze trophy. Yeah. He's now just three behind Andrew Gaze. Um, the Wildcats hold their MVP tomorrow. There is essentially a two-week break now before the finals because of this FIBA international basketball window. Uh, that now means – can you can you imagine this? We've, we're having the each club's best and fairest count essentially prior to the finals yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. of this period. And then the Wildcats will begin their semifinals from there. But Bryce Cotton is an absolute shoo-in to win that as well. So cast your mind back. We, we spoke about it. John really at the start of the season was almost out of the job. He was a finalist in the top three for the coach of the year. <laughs> the real winner out of all exactly. is Bryce Cotton's wife. Bryce Cotton's wife. Took to social media. One text message or tweet. tweet. Was and, it a tweet? Uh, or I think it was it on Facebook. Or oh, I don't know what you call Twitter it anymore. Or an, ex. I don't know. an ex. Yeah. It was an ex. It was an ex. Well, it's right. not Bryce's ex. She should no. be signed up. Bryce's ex. Uh, Very good. That was brilliant. So she sort of turned their season around single-handedly on social media. Who says that nothing good comes from social Me. media, Gary? I usually do. Yes. Uh, now, cricket, uh, Australia versus uh, New Zealand. Looking forward to that one, T20. I like a bit of, you know, what? a bit of slash and bash. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be this afternoon. Yeah. Game one was a thriller. Mitch yeah. Marsh, player of the match with 70-odd, and Tim David hitting a boundary off the last Last-line. delivery to chase down 216. So that was... Uh, a remarkable win and good luck to the boys across the ditch there. WA flying out today to take on New South Wales on Sunday. That yep. is in the Marsh Cup final. Uh, so much so, how's the chaos here to get to New South Wales? The flights are so expensive. They've had to put them on two different flights Holy crap. because of Taylor Swift. Aha! That is the reason why. She's done it again, Taylor Swift. Exactly. Uh, and then just to finish on, we've got uh, Gloria playing It's a playing massive force. weekend. Western Force begin, begin their season tonight, tonight against the Hurricanes. They'll be without Isaac Rodder and also mm. their captain in Jeremy Williams. That's tonight, 7 o'clock. Brisbane Raw are taking on the glory tomorrow, 7 o'clock there. Uh, the Rotness Swim tomorrow morning yep. and Optus You'll Stadium. Be in, it, in the budgie uh, smugglers? Uh, no, I won't be in either of those. And then we go to WWE. Optus Stadium tomorrow night. The Elimination. I saw you had the special guest in here oh, yesterday, did, Gary. You missed out. I know I did. It, Triple H. Is so, The Rock going to be here? No. Okay. Triple H told me. And I got the inside word. We'll see you on Monday. Uh, Well done, Paddy. Uh, It's four minutes to 11.